What is up, everyone? This is your boy Nico, and welcome to episode one of Rumble Reverend Podcast. It is June second, twenty twenty. Uh, currently, right now, it's about four forty-three a.m. as I'm recording this. I am outside my house in my car um, recording this. Um, my wife and my kids are asleep. You know, I don't want to bother them. And uh, we're on curfew here in Arizona right now until the eighth of June. So I want to be in my car. <laughs> Just in case a police officer come by, I don't want to get messed with. But anyway, um, the purpose of this first episode is to just let you know who I am and how God saved me. Um, don't know how long this is going to be. This might be a long um, episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but, you know, let me pray first and let's see what uh, God's going to say and do. Uh, in this podcast uh, Heavenly Father We just come before you We come to the throne of grace To receive mercy and grace In our time of need uh, Father I need you to Give me utterance and speak Your word um, I, I pray God I, I throw myself at the altar uh, As a living sacrifice and, and Father I just pray you Do whatever you want with me And and do whatever you want with this message. Lord, let it be your word and not mine. Let your thoughts and emotions uh, prevail and not me. I rem- let me be just a vessel that you can use uh, to reach your people and to encourage them and to teach them and, and correct them and love them. And Because, Lord, the, the days are dark. But as the days get darker... Our light will shine brighter, and then there's going to come a day when, when Jesus comes back and take us home, and all of this will be over. But we thank you, God, for this day. We thank you for all the blessings you've given us. We thank you that you know we're halfway through the 2020, and um, just be with us, be with my brothers and sisters, and keep them safe. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. So anyway, my full name is Nikolai Diaz. I'm originally from San Diego, California. I'm currently 41 years old. Um, I graduated high school from Sweetwater High School in 1997. Um, After graduating high school, I joined the United States Army and shipped out in July of 97. And um, I spent nine years in the Army. I was in the military and God changed my life. So um, at an early age, I kind of knew about God. Um, my family was Catholic, but we weren't really like practicing. So then um, I don't know, then about 10 or 11, I heard the gospel the first time and I was just hooked. Um, but then when I became a teenager, um, I didn't want to follow Christ anymore because I was getting what I wanted, which was girls and popularity and friends. What a fool I was, but the Lord let me go just like the prodigal son. Um, 
while I was in the military, I hardly sought the Lord, even though I had said that if I went to war or whatever, that I would give my life to Christ. Well, I went to Iraq twice, and I could tell you I'd, I didn't give my life to Christ then. Uh, I got out of the Army in 2006, and I moved to Phoenix. I uh, met my wife out here. Um, but before we got married, you know, me and her were in a relationship that was really messed up. It was all kinds of twisted, you know, sinful. The Lord, the, but the Lord straightened it all out. Uh, now me and my wife are legit married. And yeah, none, none of those problems no more. Praise God. Um, but I want to get to the point where I'm getting, you know, which is my salvation. So, uh, I would say, I would say around 2009, is I, I began to notice uh, things were changing. Also, people were posting up things on YouTube, you know, about sounds that, you know, trumpets being heard and, in the sky and, um, and then wars, rumors of wars and all that stuff. Man, I started seeing the signs of the end and I just... I had this fear come over me, like, man, I gotta get right with God. I don't want to go to hell. You know, it was just the fear of the Lord, man. Praise God for the fear of the Lord. It's healthy. If you don't have the fear of the Lord, man, ask the Lord for a healthy dose. And if you have the fear of the Lord, you gotta remember there is also grace, and that Jesus was full of grace and truth, and it was balanced. So you gotta make sure you're balanced. That you don't have too much grace or too much truth, because they're both bad for you. But when you have them balanced. Man, you were good. Anyway, so um, I started thinking about it, you know. Like, I remember mentioning to my wife, like, you know, maybe I should go, you know, be a Christian. It's pretty easy. Ha! Ha! What a fool! Because, you know, Christianity, being a Christian is the hardest thing I probably will ever do in my entire life. I mean, I thought being in the military was hard, man. That was nothing on being Christian. You know, and this is coming from a combat vet. That You know, I spent nine years in the Army. I did two overseas tours in Korea. I did two deployments to Iraq. Um, I had a really crappy job when I was in the Army. Um, and, I, and so, yeah, I, I had to be a pretty tough dude. And I had to be pretty strong. And that... My my career was pretty tough. I mean, I know there's, there's guys out there who had it worse, you know. And I thank God for those guys, you know. The guys who actually were out there getting shot at and blown up. And I thank you guys so much for your service. All military veterans. I love you guys. You are my brothers. Anyway, um, where was I? Anyway, so yeah, I had said that I wanted to be a Christian, right? And, well, a couple of years later, about 2012, in particular in October, um, I had went to a, a what's called a car meet. And basically, it's just a group of guys that are into cars and they agree to meet at a place, and that's where we all get hang out. Well, I had a, I had organized a a car meet at this local uh, sub shop called Chiba Hut. And, um, it had started like in March of 2010 and <clears throat> it was starting to die out. So this was kind of like the last hoorah, you know, the cheaper hut. Well, the Lord got a hold of me that day. He had sent three Christians out to me 
and they were talking to me and then as soon as they mentioned the name of Christ I felt my insides cringe and I didn't want to talk to them no more but I stayed you know I didn't want to be rude and um, and they prayed for me said hey man you know we're gonna let you go but uh, can we pray for you I was like yeah and they prayed for me and I'm pretty sure they probably talked to other guys you know um that was in October of 2012. January of, of 2013, man, my life was going down the drain. You know, my little woman was going to leave me and take my kids, take my car because the car was in her name because my license was suspended. Um, the lease from where we were leaving at, was uh, the, it was going to be up soon. Uh, and I didn't have the money. Um, what else? lost my job my parents had told me not to come back to san diego to, to because i wanted to leave i wanted to go home but they told me no like, uh, then my friends turned their back on me every single one of them nobody no, nobody wanted to deal with me man i was down to nothing so january 30th rolls around once again me and my lady got into a huge fight and she took off. She went to her mom's house, left me with the kids, and I put the kids to bed. And I started watching YouTube videos. And some of them were conspiracy theories. Some of them were dealing with religion and the end times and stuff. Well, I stumbled upon a video by a, a, a rapper named Propaganda. He's a Christian rapper. Um, and it's... Uh, the, the video is called Gospel. Check it out. Anyway, uh, it's on YouTube. Just put Propaganda Gospel and watch the video. And man, I watched that video and the Lord spoke to me and, and I was pricked at the heart and I gave my life to Christ that night. And I threw myself on the ground and, and I asked for I asked Jesus to repent. I asked Jesus to forgive me my sins, and then I will repent. And and he, and I believe the Lord obviously forgave me. I was born again that night, January thirtieth, twenty thirteen. Three days later, I was back in I was in church for the first time in many many years. I think I was what I was thirty three, thirty four. I had I had left the Lord about almost 20 years. I was about 13 or 14 when I said I wasn't going to follow the Lord anymore. And that was about 20 years that I spent away from the Lord. And uh, so anyway, I was at church and I was sitting in the back row all the way in the back. Just didn't want to be around anybody. And I was just crying and bawling my eyes out. Just writing everything down this pastor was saying. And... Um, this is this church was right down the street from where I lived. It was called uh, Mesa Baptist Church, and um, I asked God, God, if this is where you want me to go, I'll go. And that's at the time that's where I went. And the people there were very loving and accepting. And um, I started bringing my kids. And man, I remember the first time I took my kids. My kids used to be really, really fearful. You know, they were really scared of everything. And so I brought them to church, and I took them to the Sunday school. You know, my kids were, this was before they started school. They may have been three or four years old. And um, I dropped them off. I said, it'll be okay, all right? 
I expected to get a phone call or a text. Hey, Nick, come get your kids. Like they're crying or whatever. No. I went, did my, did, you know, sat in service, came back. You know, I talked to people. Then I went and picked up my kids. Dude, they were so happy. They were so happy. I'd never seen my children so happy in my life. And the teachers like, man, they were so well behaved. They were so good. Like, man, you talk about the same kids because, man, they are not like that in my house. But whatever. At least they represented me good in church, you know. At least my kids were well behaved with other people. Praise God. So, man, one time I forgot I didn't take them to, to church. They were like, Dad, why didn't you wake us up and take us to church? I was like, whoa, Sorry. So yeah, don't 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 let don't deprive your children from going to church. Take them to church, preach to your kids, even though they don't understand, and be honest with them. Don't don't sugarcoat nothing, sugarcoat anything. Think about it. The Lord don't sugarcoat nothing. He tells us the truth, and that's why we trust Him. So what makes you think that lying to your child or withholding the truth is going to help them? Of course, the the, the thing is, of course, maturity. You know, you're not going to tell a five or six year old about the birds and the bees or about the end times and all that kind of stuff. They're not going to stand it. But, you know, you gauge that, man. You gauge it and you ask the Lord and you just follow the, the lead of the Holy Spirit. And, and, and the Spirit will let you know what's, what you need to tell your kids, you know. Anyway, so my wife got born again July of 2013. I preached the gospel to her, man. She didn't believe what what had happened. She was like, she was like, this is just a fad. You're gonna, this is gonna blow over. This is just another thing you're into. And once you don't get your way or you don't like it no more, you're gonna stop. Boy, was she wrong. Here I am, you know, seven years later, still going after it. Praise the Lord. So then, um. But I remember, man, we used to have some fights, man. I used to go to men's Bible study and come back home fired up, man. I'm preaching the word. And my wife like, shut up. You all this Jesus stuff and all that. Like, I can't help it, man. I was so fired up. Man, the Lord fired me up, man. And I was under a, a brother who, who mentored me, Mario Trujillo. That brother, you know, taught me a lot. The Lord used him to... To, to write so much of the word on the tablet of my heart and the Holy Spirit brings so much of that those teachings and, and, those, and those words uh, to my to my mind when I need it and I learn how to study the Bible and connect the dots you know take one verse from the Old Testament and the New Testament and all that kind of stuff man I, I, I figured out how he teaches. You know, I'd been under that man so much. I, I, I went and visited him at a church a couple uh, times at his new church. And I just sat there and I was just like, man, I've heard this message. And, he, and that's okay. Cause it, cause you know what? Um, I think it was one preacher, uh, S.M. Lockridge, Dr. S.M. Lockridge said that if it bears repeating, you should do it again. Even Paul said that it's okay to repeat a message because we need reminders because we forget. We don't ever graduate from the gospel where you got to remember the gospel you got to remember every day that jesus christ 
died for your sins and that he rose from the dead, defeating sin and death and that he ascended to the father and that he, the, and then the, and then the promise of the comfort of the Holy Spirit came down on Pentecost and that 3000 lives were saved that day. The day that the law was given, 3000 died, but the day that the Holy Spirit was given, 3000 lived. Amen. Anyway, I learned so much from that brother. I learned how to pray. I learned how to preach. I learned how to minister to the Lord. I learned how to evangelize. Um, I, I remember one time, me and my brother Mario were at a Bible study of our brother Gabriel's house. And some Mormons came out. <laughs> and Mario's like, oh no. I'm like, what? He's all, oh, but I don't have to talk to these guys. And I think he already knew that the Lord was telling him to talk to these Mormons. And sure enough, the Mormons came over. <laughs> and I was listening. So basically, you know, I already knew what to do. I was just watching this dude. I was just, you know, sometimes if you know, if you have a heart for evangelism, hook up with a brother that knows how to do it. Just sit there and listen and watch and pray. Watch and pray. Watch them and pray for that brother and pray for the person that, that they're talking to and learn. And that's what I did. And I watched him debate these Mormons because a few, a couple years later, which was last year, last year I was walking dogs and I happened to come across some Mormons and they came and talked to me and I shared the gospel with them. Praise the Lord. And I had a good example. I didn't, I didn't engage them in hate. I engaged them in love and, um, you know, I was really nice to them, you know, because I, I wanted them to feel the love of Christ. And even though they didn't love me back the same way, it's okay. I love them. And then I gave them some scripture to take a look at. You know what I'm saying? Because I was like, look, well, if we're going to talk, we're going to talk Bible. I don't want to talk Book of Mormon. I don't know the Book of Mormon. But I could talk to you all day long about the Bible. Oh, well, let's go to the KGV. Like, let's go to the KGV because I love the KGV. I'm not a KGV only guy. But I think that if you're going to take any translation, you should always reference the KGV. Read it in the KGV and read it in the NIV and then, or in NKGV or NASB or ESV, whatever translation. You know, I don't, I don't like I don't like to put God in the box. You know, I think God is bigger and stronger and more powerful than it, than more uh, than what we can think or imagine. And for us to to put him in a box that he only has one translation. Okay, maybe the KGV is the one translation. But you take the other translations so that way you can understand it. Like, okay, here's the full context of the KGV. But here's God's grace in translation so that way I can understand it. Amen. So, but I digress. <laughs> so, um, I, like I said, this, this for two years. The first couple of years I was under this brother Mario... Then that season ended. Um, uh, something happened, but also when that season ended, the Lord had also had been telling me to leave leave Mesa Baptist Church. So I left in December of 2015. Then January of 2016, that's when I believed that the Lord was going to break me for for ministry. But I just didn't know then. You know, my daughter in that year was in the hospital for six days and that was really hard on me and my wife and my son Santino and uh yeah it was hard but man it built my faith up and even when people were like Nick 
how are you doing this? Like, how can you, like, have so much faith? How can you, like, man, it's the Lord. Like, man, it's the Lord. In, in my affliction, his word gave me comfort. That, from that affliction, I learned that that passage. That passage became mine. So I know that anytime in my affliction, God's word is going to comfort me. The Lord gave me a vision that day. Well, the day he gave me a couple of visions. First, well, not even a vision. First, he gave me a word of knowledge. Like I had just got into it with my wife, you know, and I was all sitting in the hall, hallway of the hospital. And I saw this sign and it said, we're here because of you. But when I read it, it meant we are here because of you. Like, meaning like this whole situation is to for me. You know, the word says, you know, all things work together for the good of those uh, call, who love God and are called according to his purpose. So, and that's what I caught. I'm like, all right. So I started feeling a little bit better. But man, the whole time, man, I mean, it was my wife was... Driving back and forth, picking me up from work, taking me to work, visiting my son Santino, visiting my daughter Jocelyn at the hospital. Um, I was working full time, but then I'd be at home and man, that'd be when I'd pray and cry out to God and, and worship him, man. And then when I ever get with my wife, you know, we pray together and, and then I'd be at the, uh, at the, at the hospital, you know, uh, praying and preaching and, um, and stuff and people would come and visit and, and encourage us and bless us so anyway that blew over um i got ordained the next following month february 2016 so that may have been the the prize for that and um i got ordained and i uh, married about performed 20 or more i don't i didn't count but i know i counted uh, the last time i counted i counted at least 20 uh, couples that I married, uh, varying from very fancy to like the most basic. And I kid you not, I swear, the the most, I would say the fanciest wedding I ever performed, and the and the um, the least fanciest wedding I ever performed were the best. The, the fanciest one, man, you you I could just tell this man was in love with his wife. This dude started crying. When she was coming down the aisle, I wanted to cry. <laughs> and I'm the minister there, standing in front of a whole, uh, an auditorium full of people, and I'm about to cry because this dude's crying for his, you know, it was beautiful. Then the, the, the wedding where I where was the least was this dude had hit me up on Craigslist. And he's like, look, man, I just moved out here from New Jersey and. I don't have a whole lot of money, but I want to get married to my lady. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And so they went and got a life, a marriage license. And, uh, and he was going to pay me, you know, I married them. You know, it was him, his wife, the four kids, one of my neighbors that happened to come by and my wife. So my wife and the neighbor were the, were the, the two witnesses. And the guy was going to pay me, but the Lord told me don't charge them. So I didn't charge them, you know, praise God. Another one that was really cool, man, it was out of the blue, man. It was last minute. Hey, this couple is getting baptized tonight. They want to get married right after that. Can you come and do it? Heck yeah, man. I got dressed and went out there and I married this couple. It was so cool. The coolest part was this. I was just about to wrap up the ceremony. 
and pronounce them husband and wife. And we were uh, at a like a, uh, on a like apartment complex. So we were like um, in the grass when all of a sudden the sprinklers come on. But by the grace of God, the sprinklers didn't come on where the ceremony was at. That was a miracle, man. Everybody else jumped when the when the sprinklers came on, man. But the, man, this peace just came over me, and I kept going, and I finished that ceremony. But as soon as we all went in, boom, the water came on. Praise God. Um, I would, I can't say that, you know. I've been the best Christian, you know, I've, um, I had a season where, you know, I, uh, wanted to quit and I almost committed suicide because, you know, I thought that God hated me and I thought that he didn't love me no more and that, you know, I'd fallen away too much sin and that he didn't want me anymore because you know, I'd, I'd sinned too much. I'd done too much to for him to to save me. I, I had lost my salvation. I had no hope that my life was a living hell and that God had just turned his back and turned away from me. But, no. The, I had tried to take my life three times. The first time was in 2017... Me and my wife got into a really heated, uh, uh, and I was just about had it. I pulled my pistol out. I charged that charging handle, and it jammed. There was nothing in that pistol to jam it. I have a Ruger P95. That's one of the most reliable pistols that you can buy. It's a big old heavy cannon, but man, you put any kind of ammo in that thing, it will shoot it. I bought it for that particular reason because I wanted a reliable gun. So in case something happens, you know, I got a pistol that's going to protect me. So when I saw that this thing had jammed, you know, I, I did everything. I know how to handle weapons, man. I was in the military. And this thing would jam, man. It wouldn't move. And I and then the Lord let me know that he had stopped that thing from uh, loading a weapon. And that it would not let go until I dropped the mag. And and I did that. I dropped the magazine. And then it released. And when I pulled the charging handle, the the round came out. You know, it, it the charging handle released. And it ejected the round. Um, one other time. Um, I was going to take a knife and slice my forearms in front of my wife. But what stopped me was the thought of my children being without their dad. And the very last time, which was this year, in February, um, I wanted to kill myself. <laughs> I wanted, I, I had, I had, you know, I was being accused of something horrible. And I just was like, you know, like, ah, uh, there's no way God's going to use me now. But I repented, man. Just like King Manasseh, you know, in Second Chronicles, you know. King Manasseh was one of the most evil and worst kings of, his, uh, of Judah. 
you know, and the Lord allow him to, to be taken away to Babylon. But while in captivity, Manasseh prayed and repented because he was a wicked king. He had sacrificed his child. He had put idols and in, 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 in the temple of God. He did sorcery, witchcraft. Uh, he put, he worshiped all the God, all the hosts of heaven. And who knows what other kind of things he did. But those are the things that are mentioned in, in the scripture. So he repented and God heard him. And because he had sincerely repented before the Lord, the Lord granted him repentance and restored, his, restored him and restored his kingdom. And, when, and because Manasseh had truly repented, he was a good king. And he protected the people and he blessed. He was a, he became a blessing to be a blessing to others. And in that same way, the Lord spoke to me and said, I have restored you. And he has also told me that this, that this season of test is over. That I hung on even to the, to faith the size of a mustard seed. Cause even faith the size of a mustard seed can move a mountain. Man, I'm so excited to see what God's going to do. Because He's already doing things. That's why I'm here. I'm here to witness for Him. I have the Holy Spirit. And He said, when, you, when the Holy Spirit comes, you will be a witness to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and in all the ends of the world. So anyway, God bless y'all. Uh, pray me up. Follow me. Um, share my content. Um, and I would really appreciate um, prayers for real because I need clarity um, and I need protection and I need provision and I need to know what I need to do for the Lord uh, I think this is part of it but anyway God bless you guys and I'll go ahead and record another video soon or another not a video podcast <laughs> goodbye <laughs>